0: You're listening to a message from one of our recent Chosen gatherings.
1: Welcome, Chosen. You are the Chosen. We are the Chosen. Did you know that? I'm not, I didn't come up with that as like, you know, God told me while I was worshiping this afternoon, He said, I called many, but few were chosen. So tonight, Tell your neighbor, you got lucky. You got chosen. You are here on assignment. God chose you. You heard the call. You responded. And something absolutely incredible is going to happen in these next three days. I'm telling you. Your life is about to just come full circle into your future. Back from where you came from into where you're going. All from Christ. He's like so huge on what he wants to do right now in this hour we're in. We're right in the days of awe. And if you follow the biblical feasts that, are, that were outlined, I think, in Matthew uh, first mentioned in Leviticus, Numbers 23, there's, um, you know, we're all familiar with the first four of them. We have, we have Passover. We have the first fruits, which is when Jesus was raised from the dead. We have then the Feast of Unleavened Bread. We have Pentecost. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. And then we have what is called a Feast of uh, Trumpets, which just happened this Sunday evening, Monday, to leads into what is often now referred to in the Jewish uh, community as the 10 Days of Awe, where there's reflection, where there's... Some believe that it's during the Feast of uh, Trumpets, things were set for the year. It's the beginning of the new year. So things shifted, and now the day the new year was set. The, the day, 10 days of awe, there could be contemplation because there's no temple in Jerusalem for everything shifted from the sacrifice to trying to make amends. So it's a season where people forgive, they try to right wrongs, they try to make, do mitzvah, do good deeds, and try to just center life back so they can enter into Yom Kippur or the Day of Atonement which is the greatest day of the world because it's the day Jesus Christ atoned us forever once and for all. And, we're gonna, and that's on Wednesday, Wednesday, Tuesday night, Wednesday, Day of Atonement. So next, not this Wednesday, but the next Wednesday, it's going to be a glorious moment for each of us to take time and allow the fullness of what Jesus did to just take us into the future. And after five days from Yom Kippur comes Sukkot, which is the last of the feast, Feast of Tabernacles, Seven days of celebration that God was able to do what he said. That he is Lord and he can accomplish not just what he promises, but he promised what, he, what he promises he can perform. So, I've got a lot of things to introduce tonight. And I'd like to just take a moment and pray. Would that be okay? <laughs> Jesus, I love you. It is my... Gratitude and thank you for being here. I thank you how you entered the room tonight. I thank you for what you accomplished through the Holy Spirit by sending him possibilities unlimited to perform all that you promised to bring us forward into all you set out to do. Thank you that we're in the days of awe. The trumpet is blasted. The sound of the not the alarm of, oh no, unless we find ourselves unready. But we we sense the bridegroom coming, the completeness, the victory. Oh Lord, we worship you, Jesus, for what you're doing, and what you have done, and what forever you will do. We worship you that you are the victor, that you are King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and there is no doubt in your heart. And you have completed and made all things well and are bringing each of us into our future. Not some of us, not one of us, not two of us, but all of us. Into the glorified church, into the bridal company, into the bride and the spirit will say, come. And all who hear will say, come. And all who thirst will come and drink of the water of life freely. Praise you. Praise you. Lord, you said to me about three months ago, maybe it was two months ago, but you said it on a Sunday morning. You said, I'm sending you because I want to redeem the songs that have already been sung so that my church can hear the song I'm singing. I want to redeem the songs you've sung so that my church can hear the songs I am now singing. But you're not changing the song, you're redeeming the song. You're bringing the next chorus, the next verse, the next stanza of a continual anthem of your glorious victory. Lord, I pray that for each of us, you will grant us the grace to hear the song we sang and let it be brought back into the purpose for which we sang it, the the invitation which we gave the prophetic promises we proclaim, the, the abandonment that we put ourselves in. Ha! Oh, we cannot outgive you. We cannot sing you. We cannot believe you. You are way beyond where we are. You're way beyond where we are. So, Lord, we just ask tonight you would collect us by your Spirit and with your living Word and free us. Whoa! From all the stuff that we have to go through to get to where you are calling us, thank you for all the stuff we get to go through to get to where you're calling us. And thank you that we become the singers, the glorious overcomers, singers for your pleasure, for your pleasure, for your likeness. We have been conformed, and we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Okay, at Revelation 15, I'm going to begin at the end. It's always good to start at the end, the end of some of the songs we sing, some of life that we live. Yeah, I, 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 uh, there's about three people over here that about four years ago you, you gave your heart. I, I think it's a couple, might be these two ladies and the lady in the back. But you gave, you, you, there was a part of you that just really had a moment of surrender or of seeing or receiving and yielding and giving. And it felt like, oh, this is huge. I'm walking through a really important door. And it was a really important door. But on the other side were the adversaries waiting to resist and, and, and stop that movement that you said yes to. It may be, may be other people, but I felt it was in this section. And I felt like God said, tonight, I want to take off the adversary. The wear off, the wearing of the adversary needs to come off because you did what you were supposed to do. You said yes. And you went through and you said yes. And if that's anybody in this section, you, it was like about four years ago, I could be off a little bit, but you responded and then it's just like all hell broke so loose. It's like, whoa, I was not expecting that. Is anybody over there? Am my hearing... One or two, stand up if that's any of you, because I feel like God, what God wants to do is just take off the pressure and the struggle and the trouble and the junk and any of that stuff that came. In fact, it's, 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 it, it, right now the faith's growing because some of you over here are saying, I feel the same thing on my life. I want to be over on that side. You don't have to be. Just if it, if you're, that's you're connected to, stand up. There's something right now that God, first thing he wants to do is take off the burdens of his sons and daughters so we can hear clearly. It might be that a sickness started to follow after you. It might have been an affliction, an affirmity. It might have been relational troubles or financial troubles. If that's you, that something in this last four or five years has just dogged you, God says it's time for that to break off of you right now tonight. Yeah, in the middle section, you're in. Up on the balcony, you're in. Anybody. I think that's how faith works. It starts with one or two or three. One woman touches. The issue gets settled. Then everybody's touching. Everybody's getting settled. So, whoa. Mm-hmm. So just whoa, and everybody, let's be praying for those that are standing, especially right now, because there's, these breakthroughs will be all our breakthroughs.
2: Whoa mm.
1: Now go, go, as you're standing, think back about that moment where you and God were co- in connecting. There was something s- holy and special and precious in that. And that was not anything at, by accident. That was intentional of heaven. And hell came to steal, kill, and destroy. Hell came to test what was heard. So, But you've kept what you heard. So now's the time for hell to let go. So in the name of Jesus... I declare that all hell let go. Loose the sons and daughters of the Most High from the pressures that they came into, the, disin- the disconnections that began, the struggles that they entered into, the wearing and tearing and thinness that it brought into the soul. In the name of Jesus, all of this now dis disembark, loose, loose, be loose, loose, loose them. And now, whoo! Oh, holy Spirit, holy, whoa. There's coming a, a fresh wind of the Spirit of God, a fresh touch, a fresh awakening, a fresh sound, a fresh, whoa, whoa, yes, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, now a fresh, and, a fresh outpouring, a fresh revival, a fresh touch, Come on, receive it there in the name of Jesus. There, receive it, receive it there. Now, take it, take it, take it, receive it. It's now, 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 yeah, there, now. Oh, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Now, right where you're standing and all of us will join you. Just, to, I want us to sing in the spirit and sing a new song.
2: Mi ana maio yo 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 la yo 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 we're going up. We're going up, we're going up, we're going up, hallelujah, we're going up, we're going up. We're going up, oh hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, yeah, my dear, oh, 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 oh,
1: Just ask Jesus, Jesus, show me, reveal to me, sing to me again. The songs you're singing, the songs I've sung, connect the music. Bring the symphony back in my life. Bring your symphony of agreement, of oneness and union, of your victory and your triumph, your glory and your beauty. Oh, fully redeemed, fully redeemed, fully redeemed, fully redeemed. Holy Spirit, you've got, you were given to bring us into remembrance of the things Jesus has said to us, sang over us. We trust you to do your job this evening and throughout this time. Oh. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you blessings and glory and delight joy and triumph, and oh, how good you are, how good you are. Mm. There's so much happening right now, and the Holy Spirit is hovering. He's, Do you know, there's a book written in heaven concerning us when we talk about God and one another, There's a book written in heaven concerning each of us from Christ on as we go into our future. And the Holy Spirit has access to all of our books and he knows exactly where we are and where we're going to be and where we are to be. And once we give him a little moment of time, he quickly starts to recalibrate. It's kind of like an update on your phone. We have a new operating system. We got rid of some of the bugs that we found. Ha ha ha. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you thank you you can be seated yeah wow 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 <clears throat> about a month ago i was waking up in the, in the morning and i saw jesus sitting on his throne it was just like a he began to he began to appear to me on his throne and i knew that was the greatest thing i could ever see because for me jesus on his throne is the judgment seat which means he's saying to the season's over, let me have it, I'll start the new season as soon as you give me the old season. So I got up and I went to go pray and I was just so excited because I'm gonna go, Lord, here you can have my life, you can have Cammy's life, you can have our kids' lives, you can have the church. I just started being able to unload things because what we do is we hear God speak from heaven and we say yes. We advance in the yes and then opposition comes, because opposition must come. The sower sows the word, then comes the birds to steal the word. Then after the birds comes all of this stress and tension and afflictions to, to try to shrivel it up. And then comes all the other uh, conf- you know, uh, lust and things that could choke it up. And then those of us, as we are here, keep holding the word. See, it isn't that there's four different kinds of circumstances. It's just they all come to all of us. At the end, keeping the word causes a fruitfulness. And that residue of, of what we go through, whether it be the confusion, the afflictions, the struggles, the, there's what that's the tuning, that's the unlocking us from ourselves. And for him to come and take. Possession of all we cannot be. How many have discovered that Jesus is a lot better at doing life than you are? He's a lot more capable and he's a lot more faithful and he's a lot, he's good and he's strong and he's, have you ever met him discouraged or depressed or or worried? He's just absolutely confident because he is total victory and triumph. So as I began to just, for the next few days, I would just listen to the Lord as I would just be with him and just hand over everything that I could because I was excited. I'm not afraid of the judgment seat of Christ because it means I don't have to work anymore over that whatever thing he's looking at. And I know Rosh Hashanah is one of those things where that's going into the shepherd's rod. There's like a, a, a chance to take a moment and look at life and go, wow how'd I get here or what happened or what am I doing or is this where I'm supposed to be? It's just a really cool time. And I really encourage you. Let's take the time. Pause. What were you singing 10 years ago? What were you singing 20 years ago? What were you doing five years ago? Reflection is so that the Lord can bring us into our future because the future comes from the past. The reason it comes from the past is it comes all the way before time began in Jesus Christ. And it never changes. It never changes. We change. We lose our way. We get mixed up. We take the wrong turn or refuse to hear. But that future just keeps heralding forward to the full completion where the Holy Spirit and the Bride will have matured into one sound. The Spirit and the Bride will say, come. Come. Not, come, Jesus, help save me, get me out of here. That's the first, that, no, come. And everybody who hears that sound will go, come. And then the invitation, those who are thirsty, come. And then the, the permission, all whoever desires, whoever wants, let him take of the waters of life freely. Revelation 22, 17, that's where we're going. Every one of us, not one of us going to be excluded. God cannot not do what he said. What he said he will do, even though sometimes it kills us to get us there. So Revelation 12, it says, Now a great sign appeared in heaven. A woman, no, wait, wait, see, I wanted to go to 15. That's a great chapter, but Revelation 15. Then I saw another sign. <laughs> see, that was a great sign. Now another sign. Great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them the wrath of God is complete. I saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire, and those who have the victory over the beast, over his image, over his mark, and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, having harps of gold, now, the funny thing about this sea and these this group of company, they're the company of overcomers. That's who we are. In the book of Revelation, we find that we're redeemed out of every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. We're referred to as the redeemed, and we're referred to as the overcomers, and we're referred to as the bride. And in this maturing, all of us have come through and come out of and out of the process. We have overcome. We've, we've came... We've got on top of it or gone through it. And so with this company, they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. For all the nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments have been manifested. After these things I looked, and behold, a temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. And out of the temple came the seven angels, having the seven plagues clothed in pure bright linen, having their chests girded with golden bands. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls full of the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. The temple was filled with the smoke from the glory of God, from his power, and no one was able to enter the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. Everything in the book of Revelation happens through a revelation of Jesus Christ, followed by worship of those who are re- seeing the revelation, followed by a manifestation from heaven to earth. We're right at one of those moments in time. We are right. We have begun. We have entered into the greatest outpoint of the Holy Spirit in the history of the world. We are now in it. It will grow till many will know it, but many already are aware of it. We are in it. We've entered in because it is the time of harvest, it is the time of redemption, it's the time of reward, it's the time of shifting. The nations are not in their turmoil because we failed our task, it's because we've prayed so well, and everything's shaking because the one who is coming, whose voice is speaking from heaven and earth, is causing the, the, the unsettledness. Song of Moses, the only song that I know got into the book of Revelation or is still being sung in heaven. That's a huge, I mean, Song of Moses. Song of Moses is in in Exodus 15. I can't take us there because of time's sake. The Song of Moses is in Exodus 15. It comes from Moses pens his song. Miriam does her part in prophesying, dancing, and releasing the sound. It came out of coming through the Red Sea. And the miracle of deliverance, not just getting out of Egypt. You can get out of Egypt, but sometimes Egypt will follow you. Have you ever noticed that? They just keep chasing you. But there's those decisive moments where God says, this you're never going to see this one again. So once the, the Egyptians are drowned, and they're on the other side, they begin to sing. And as you read this, uh, the song, they sing by, you know, I will sing unto the Lord. For he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and the riders, thrown into the sea. The Lord my God, my strength, my song has now become my victory. And many years ago, the Lord said, if you'll sing of my strength, you'll see my salvation. If you sing of my strength, you'll see my salvation. And they're singing, and it's just gratitude. It's just plain old gratitude. How many have remembered the day when you were just so grateful? Somebody, you had an answered prayer, you missed something that could have really been awful. Somebody got helped, healed. Have you ever, you know, those moments? And they're just pure. You're humble. You knew you couldn't have done it. You knew you needed help. God came. Could have been from the day we first saw Jesus and God gave our life to uh, most recently. But there's something so powerful about gratitude and that seeing what you did. But it doesn't just stay there because all praise goes prophetic because all praise takes us forward into the future. So by the end of the song, they're singing that they're going to come into the land of Canaan, that the Philistines are already trembling, that all of the Edomites are frightened because we're coming, we're coming, we're coming to take the inheritance God gave us. And they're just singing, and Miriam grabs her tambourine, just bam, bam,
2: bam, 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 bam.
1: And the thing was riotous. It was, boom, powerful. And then within less than two years, i probably almost, yeah, less than two years, the tabernacle's been built. They've, they've got a functioning worship community. They've got the ark, they've got the tent, they've got all of the elements. Now they've learned to kind of travel. Cloud stops, we stop, cloud goes, we go. And now they're led by the Spirit of God, the cloud of God, to the bank to go into the land of Canaan and so Exodus 14 is when God delivered Israel from Egypt in numbers 14 he sends Israel into their promise and they go in and they see the promise is beautiful and powerful and glorious but there's such obstacles like giants and so you know the story that you have 12 spies and you have 10 that come back with a negative report that we can't do this. And you have two, Joshua and Caleb, who said, we can do this. These guys, they have no power. And the 10 win and they are totally disheartened. The people begin to complain, murmur. They stop literally their journey. And god has to say here we go we i got you out of egypt i got egypt from stop following you but i don't you've got egypt in you you don't under you don't believe me so we're going to learn how to follow me over these next 40 years while all of you who could wouldn't follow me die and the next generation gets a chance to learn to Listen to me and learn that everything that comes to, few, everything that is of life comes from me speaking. There is no life outside of my words. Yes, you eat bread to stay alive in your body, but my words that I speak—they are life. And the thing that happened, and it's happened to me so many times, and I'm going to tell you this little story, and then we'll we'll close in prayer. The thing that happened is by the time they went. And looked at the giants, they forgot the song they sang. The circumstances of the year and a half, whatever, had just been hard. It just, everything was a test. Three days after, after the song of Moses is you know, first put out on iTunes, three days later, they don't have water. And they think, oh, God brought us here to kill us. The the negativity, the the orphan, the fearful, lusting, I've got to control. And God's saying, I want to keep taking you to a place you can't control. Take you to something beyond what you can do. And then I want to be faithful there, but I won't do it, I won't by causing you to avoid it, I will cause you to overcome it. See, my prayer for all these years was, God, get me out of here, get me out of here, get me out of here. Finally, God had to say, I'm not going to get you out of here. Do you know how long it took me to get you here? It's like Joseph. I mean, I remember when he, the Lord said, do you know how hard it was to keep Joseph in Egypt? The guy was talented, anointed, favored. Everything that God has given you in Christ and came alive to you, it could be just for 30 seconds it came alive. It's forever, and it's functioning. And hell is afraid, and your gift will get you out of your problems. And so Joseph's in prison. He's working with Pharaoh, and Pharaoh's not Pharaoh, but Potiphar, and he's just advancing. Boom, 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 boom. And he's number two guy. It wouldn't take him long to get enough side wealth to purchase his freedom. But what would he have done with his freedom? Well, we're not sure because he didn't get it, did he? The jealousy of Potiphar's wife as she lusted after him, and they he, he pulled out of that and said, I'm out of here. And she lies about him trying to rape her, and now she, he's in prison. Again, his gift, his anointing. See, what Esca said was so perfect is you, it's not about out here. It's about you and God in here. I don't sing the Psalms, I meditate them. I meditate, I, I let the Word just paint pictures and experience. I have so many experiences with God, I don't care what happens outside. And I didn't learn that because I, the experiences were so great, it was because the outside got so bad. I had one choice, either go crazy or find sanity or light in Christ. So Joseph is stuck, he's sitting in prison, but he's now his gifts working. Soon he's in charge of the prison prisoners. He's taking care of the whole jail. And you know the story: the, the butler and the baker fall into disre- disrepair, or or not, you know just they come out of favor with Pharaoh, and they're in the prison. And they both have a dream, and they're discouraged because the dream is there, but they have no interpretation. Joseph gives the interpretation first to the butler: Hey, three days from now you're going to be in good favor with Pharaoh again. And then he thinks, this is it. This is my moment. And so he says to the butler, I am a Hebrew and I have been sold as a slave and have not done anything worthy of being here. And so when you come into your favor, I need you to remember me. The problem is, God wasn't trying to get Joseph out of prison. Do you understand? He put him in prison. Why did he put him in prison? Because Joseph was going to get out of being a slave. He he would have escaped. Joseph said, I'm not supposed to be here. And then he says his famous words. He says, remember me and get me out of here. You ever prayed that prayer? Get me out of here. Of course we have. It's a natural. It's the human response to wrong things happening, bad things happening. But you know the story. The butler was uh, delivered, and he forgot Joseph. Fancy that. God gave him amnesia because it wasn't time. And so for two years, Joseph goes silent. God goes silent. Nothing. And Joseph had to make a decision. Is God's word true? Is the visions that I had from heaven did god speak what am i going to do with that do they have to happen as i saw them happen for them to be real can i believe god's word independent of my circumstances can i step can i stay here a prisoner and be a deliverer can i be in this relationship and still be free can I walk through this testing of finances and still receive the promise of wealth? Can I be in an oppressed place and be free? And somewhere, we don't know what happened, but we know that Joseph changed. You see, you cannot, if you're called to be a deliverer, you won't be used until you no longer apply your faith to deliver yourself. It's just the way God is. He's not interested in making your life better. Sorry. He's only interested in making his son famous and liberating the whole planet, nations, groups of people. And the only way he can do that is when he has people that no longer care about what happens to themselves and no longer use what they have to get themselves somewhere. And they finally just go, whatever. So Joseph... Is called up because Pharaoh gets a dream, and this dream is frightening Pharaoh because it's you know we know we know from the story it's prophesying of seven years of prosperity and another seven years of, of famine, and the butler all of a sudden oh,
2: I remember,
1: of course he did. Now it wasn't for Joseph it was for God he remembered, and he's come, Joseph is brought out of he's brought out of the now watch this he's brought out of the prison washed shaven, that means he lost his beard, part of his Hebrew identity. He's a presentable to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh says, I heard you can interpret dreams. He says, God will give you an answer of peace. God will give you an answer of peace. I want to propose to you that you cannot give peace until you're at peace. You cannot give joy until you're in joy. The reason your life is so miserable is so you can be so victorious. The reason the beast and the marks and all that trouble comes is so that we can come through it, out of it, and into the fullness of Christ without it. We sing and we learn, we lose the song, we fall back, we grow, and then one day this song comes back. You know what? That's still true. And 20 years ago, there's a lot happening in the 20-year circles right now. We were in revival back home. I mean, a real full-on outpouring of the Holy Spirit, revival. And at the same time, the Lord was saying to me, it's not enough, and if you'll give it to me, more will come, but you can't do it with what you have. Appreciate where you've gotten to, but release it. Thinking that, oh, sure, he's been traded in for something better. Who wouldn't? Here it is. Within a few days, the church is just imploding. Accusations and troubles and struggles and problems. In the next couple of years, it just starts to just kind of implode. And I'm going, God, God. And I didn't realize that I'd sang so many songs of consecration, abandonment, worship, trust. I had communed. Handed, over. I would have seats. I'm just going to worship. Now I'm on the floor. God, take it. It's yours. And now he did. But he didn't take it with angels. He took it with evil things. <laughs> evil things. Wrong things happened. Bad things happened. First to church. All of my, all of Cammy and myself, we both, we just, we went, we went into so much pining away in grief. That's when we met, first met Rod and Julie Anderson. They are kind of going, you know, there's something really awesome about you guys, but also, wow, what have you been through? Nobody knows the troubles I've seen. Because <laughs> it doesn't really matter what you went through. It's just, it went against what you expected. It, it, it came against the hope that you, re, you received. It, it wasn't the storyline that you were anticipating. Yes, you heard God. Yes, you saw you saw him and you said yes to him and you sang and you prayed and you surrendered but it wasn't going to happen like that. About the time we finally sorted that out. Okay, about 4 years we came, okay, Lord, we're going again. We're going again. Next thing, our kids start going bonkers. They had been through so much warfare with, you know, their high school, and we were, you know, stigmatized as a, you know, spirit-filled church, believes in prophets, and who nobody has, you know, just, and then the rejection. You know, one day, one week you're at youth group and you got your best friend there. Next week they show up to say, "I can't come to church anymore because my parents are leaving." So bye. No, nothing personal. <laughs> like we, if you're young, if you're mature, you could take that. I can't even still take it personal. You know how many. How many lunches I've gone out to be fired? You know, you're, you know we love you, It's nothing about you. So we just, I saw our kids just go, wow, we didn't, they didn't know how to f- go with that for the next five years. Then it was 2010, we were finally getting some traction. We were 20, no, it was 29. We were here in Emmanuel, you were doing, no, it was 2010 because it was 10, 10, 10. And we were here and there was a real encounter of God again. I said, yes, all right, let's go, I'm ready. By the time we get home, our daughter and her husband are just in a meltdown. Their relationship is collapsing for lots of funky reasons. And it was like, whoa, this is really weird. 2011, the Lord caught me up and pulled me into, the, into a heavenly encounter, and he began to say, I'm going to give you a choice. You don't live here long enough for me to ever change anything about you. You see, you try to do. You see, you try to do. You hear, you try to become. You need to be with me, chill, and let me transform you, enjoy me, and quit trying to fix things. So I started doing that. It's eight years now. Have you ever remember the song we were singing back 20 years ago? We said, Better is one day in your court, better is one day in your house, better is one day in your court, thousand elsewhere. So we're singing that. So you want to know when the Holy Spirit does, touches you, pulls you, collects you, everybody in this room, anybody who listens to this later, you have had an encounter. An experience with Jesus Christ is what got you into a journey that you're following after him. No matter how bad that journey is, it was from an authentic encounter of the Lord coming and saying, come, follow me. And once that hell breaks, and you start going sideways, and the Antichrist, and all the stuff that shows up, you go, whoa, he's still going, I'm here. We're here. We're gonna make it. But my soul wasn't ready for that. My soul is a lousy interpreter of God, a great proclaimer, but not an interpreter. My spirit man has to interpret. My soul is freaked out. It just wants to protect itself from awful things. So we'd be singing that. Better is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your house. And it would dawn on me. I go, What if I already had the one day? What if this is the one day? What if the one day's passed? But if I got the one day, do I really want to spend the next thousand days like this? <laughs> and you realize, yeah, you can sing your way into a lot of crazy stuff. You can sing your way into a lot of stuff you, your soul's not ready to go through. The, 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 that, what that is, is your soul is having to come to terms that it cannot control God and cannot understand what's happening. It only can yield and let let your faith rise in that God is faithful, good, trustworthy, and you can know him there. So what happened, and we'll close with this. The Lord began to say, Everything I've ever said to you is true. Every song you've ever sang, I received. Every prayer you ever prayed, I've heard. Every promise I've ever made, I will perform. But you can't put pressure on me in the way you're putting pressure on me. And he said, he didn't say sorry, but kind of like, sorry, you are a nagging wife. You are like, absolutely like a dripping faucet in heaven, and I'm staying away from you. You have got to surrender to me. I am the Lord. Worship me. And it was like, whoa. I started to appreciate Cami so much. I thought, oh, Cami, And teach me how to do this, because I know how much you've had to do with me. How do you just let God be crazy and love him still? How do you trust him when he's doing what he's doing and not doing what you want him to be doing? And it began this... Glorious lesson of surrender. And many of us in this room, you're in that moment. And the next thing that happened, it began just a couple, about a year or two ago, and that we're right in it. You were just so right in it. The Lord said, I want you now. You've accepted that I, what I what I say is true, and you live in my truth, even when you can't have anything to do with it, and you enjoy me. You actually enjoy me. It got so bad that I'd spend three hours a day pushing a stroller with grandkids because their mom was at college and their dad was now gone out of the relationship. And and, um, Cammie would be with one, I would be with another, and I'm just going, God, I, I, I hope you don't mind strollers, but I'm coming. And I would just walk with him and talk with him and sing with him and pray and then find scriptures to connect my life back to him and live with him. And it got so good, and I thought... Dear God, this is better than anything I could do when I was doing ministry full time. Because here I am now, connected to heaven in this presence with God. If Paul could be a prisoner for Christ, I'm a babysitter for Christ. And it didn't change anything. In fact, he got bigger and bigger. And finally, it started to become the only thing I wanted. I tell the Lord, I said, I'll do this the rest of my life. I'm so full of joy and peace. I'm, I'm happy. I don't care who gives a rip about anything. I'm just woohoo! I'm going into places, seeing things, enjoying you, and then finally, the Lord said, "Yes, but now we got to bring it to the earth. We got to bring." It. I want you now to start seeing the change. You learn to sing in the desolate place. Now sing in the desolate place and learn to see the desolate become beautiful again. Begin to see. Life's changed and healing and hope. And so, in this last couple of years, it's been a transformation of, of beginning to witness. We're doing a water baptism three months ago, right in the middle of a water baptism. The Lord said, I have now begun the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the history of the world. And me, not knowing it, not knowing. Good enough to, you know, well enough to take a moment, you know, go see if, get, test the spirit. I just said, guess what? We are now in the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the history of the world. <gasps> I said that. But this time, it isn't up to me. I don't have to do it. There's nothing of me. I'm not huff and puff and make the wind blow. I'm just, an, I just announce what I see and enjoy what he's saying. And when I heard the Lord say, I'm coming, not me, he, to London to redeem the songs that have been sung so that you could hear again the song he is now singing. So the song could come back alive. So the whole value of the whole process and journey, the delight could come. I go, oh, Oh, gosh, this is going to be huge. Because I know some of us, some of you, you carry such anointings. And you've sang yourself into holes, I bet. You you know, and then you try to sing yourself out of the hole and back into the hole. You're so talented, you should already be famous. But God's, you know how hard it is for him to keep a famous person not famous? Or an anointed person not seen. He gets... And he says, sing to me, sing to me. And not everyone in this conference sings, but you can speak. In fact, you know the word sing means? basically, Crow! with a sound of joy attached to it. It's like croaking with joy. Yeah! We have on our team, our youth and young adult pastor, Peter Michael Fourth, And I'm going to ask him and his wife and their... Their, their son, one of their, they have four children, one of their sons, Peter Michael V, to come up. And there we have a presentation and it's gonna, we're going to tie this into the offering and it's, it's just a moment of, there's a, there's a I want to tell you something. God isn't interested in, it, in fixing our stuff. He's interested in redeeming generations. He's coming to restore the desolation of many generations. He's not thinking decades. He's thinking hundreds of years. He's about to rip things out of the past into the future and roll things out of the future into now. He's about to collect generations. So we were in Israel, and myself, we have ministry there in June, and we picked up a shofar because we felt with the sound, the new sound, and the shofar being the ancient sound, that was the priest blowing to unlock the heavens to destroy the walls of Jericho, that we would pick one up in Jerusalem and bring it and give it to Rod and Julie. We also saw that sometimes it's just, I'm not sure how to let me just can I have that microphone? Sir. I want Peter Peter Michael the fourth. We we call him PM three, PM four, PM five. His grandpa used to play percussion with with Santana when it first came out. His great-grandfather was a guitarist. Why don't you tell us just a brief, you know, why this four generations, five generations?
3: Oh, hi. Uh, Yeah, so my great-grandfather was a singer and a guitar player. My grandfather is still, he's in his 80s and still touring uh, as a Latin jazz musician who was, one of the original uh, percussionists for our Santana. Uh, my dad, Peter Michael, uh, the third, uh, he's a percussionist, drummer, uh, musical director, and he also serves, most importantly, at Jubilee Church. Um, uh, yeah. And I am a youth pastor. <laughs> and it's probably the hardest of all those jobs. <laughs> Uh, no, I sing and perform as well, so Peter Michael V, um, although he's not going to perform because he, he won't do that for you, he does, uh, but he plays the trumpet. Um, and so as we were meeting uh, for our trip, uh, the Pastor Steve came and talked about the presentation, you know, bringing the shofar from, from Israel that we're going to be able to present this to Commonwealth, and it's going to be awesome. And um, so, Peter Michael mentioned, well, maybe I could blow it because I play the trumpet. And so, this is for you guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I want you, I want to, we want to do this in two sections. I want you to hear this ancient sound from as far back as Israel marching around Jericho to be blown over us and our Jerichos, whatever has been impeding your future. And then while you hear the trumpet, I want you to listen for the promises God's made over us, each of us individually. Hear the voice of the Lord. Nothing's changed, nothing's been retracted. There are no expiration dates on promises. They never go away. If they don't, if, if your dad didn't finish them, they're there for you. They're continuing to generate just here. And then, then then we'll do a second time as we receive the offering. As we present to the Lord. And I'll tell you, I'll explain that. But first, let's stand together while while you will listen to the sound of the trumpet. Listen for your sound. they went around Jericho for six days, nobody could say a word. They couldn't even talk to their wives or children. They just were silent. Well, all they heard were seven priests blowing seven trumpets. Today in heaven, our high priest Jesus makes intercession. Therefore, we can never not get to our future because he's always praying to save us. Not from our past, but to pull us fully into our future. He's, I want you to blow it again, and I want you to hear God, every one of us, listen to him speak over your life, who he's called you to be. Just let him again go from the beginning of the first time you heard to, to yesterday when you heard Him, whatever he said. Expand over your family, relationships, your inheritance, your current family, just whoever you love and loves you, and you've heard promise and prayed and con- covenanted together or fought o- over each other. As he blows, listen. Mm-hmm. The sound of his promise over the church of the Lord Jesus in all of the United Kingdom, the bride of Christ coming into her future, you, me, all of us, a part of this glorious company of believers, hear the prophetic words over your life, your, your small church, your large church, whoever, as we hear the sound of the trumpet blow. I hear him speak over this nation and the kingdom of God and the future that he's prophesied and from the ancient callings, all the revivals and past awakenings coming forward none of them having died just been delayed just paused, regrouping recollecting sound songs and worship and the new song that's about this break forth, the new sound and freedom of liberty of of. Lives being called, and mult- multitudes of people coming into this sound of freedom in Jesus. Listen for the sound. <laughs> you just to be seated for one moment while we'll stay up here, because the last blow we are going to get fully engaged in. We're going to receive our offering for the evening. And I believe there's something about that hearing a sound. You know, when God wants to recollect us, he collects us in our heart. (laughs) Often with prayer, and often with giving, often with worship, and then we go, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. You're going to win. God cannot not be victorious in my life. He cannot not complete what he started in my life. He cannot not bring the nation to himself, and myself to him, and my family to him. And so I believe right now we're going to sow into that faith, into that hope, into that confidence. So they're passing out envelopes. If you want to use an envelope for the the, the tax benefit and the, the giving, and otherwise if you're writing a check to, am I saying everything I need to say? Is that TPF, uh, the Prayer Foundation. TPF, the Prayer Foundation. Make it out to TPF if you're writing a check. If you want an envelope uh, for charity and giving in cash, we're going to do this. Just take a moment, and this is this is our part. Give toward what you give toward the expectancy of an open heaven and a breakthrough in your life. And a new song being released from the old song already sang. A, a reconciliation. Listen, I want to tell you this one thing, and it's going to help you. God told me this on Sunday. I'm finishing up. I'm wa- driving home to get to the airport, and he says, I'm not interested in reconciling your stuff, Steve. I only reconcile sons. Yes. Yes, what? foundation. Okay. Okay, the prayer foundation, write out the prayer foundation. That was what TPF, but the prayer foundation helps the banks so they understand. The moment we release everything that has gone on and left us in a distress and say yes to God to go forward, he says, I've got a better future than what you're leaving behind. You release the stuff so I can redeem the sons. I'm after sons and daughters. I've got more than you need on my, in my kingdom. Don't worry about your stuff. Let it go. Release people who hurt you because they didn't hurt you. They helped promote you. They promoted you. Don't let go of the people that betrayed you. They didn't betray you. They were being uh, keeping you in your place until God was going to release you for your purpose. We're going to change this. We're going to come out of it. We're going to, i I tell you what, Isaiah 35 is going to happen to everyone in this room. You're going to go stop sighing and crying and and groaning. You're going to start singing and rejoicing. We're going to sing and rejoice because we're the redeemed, and only redeemed get to sing and rejoice. The ransom of the Lord shall return with singing, and joy and laughter will fill their mouth. And all that sorrow and sighing, Listen, I've pined away. I've lost years, but they weren't years I lost. They were actually years I was being trained for God to say, what is that to you, Steve? What is that to you? You follow me. I'm not answering your request. I'm calling you to follow me. Yeah, it cost you everything, but what do you think it costs me? He's raising us up to the same likeness of Christ Jesus. And everyone has had our unique journey. You've all gone, we've all been through it, but that's who was chosen to be here. You do not know how much authority and power is in this room. There could be just one or two who carry enough anointing, enough promise that once it's reactivated, could change, could call forth, could awaken, could redeem, could preach. You can don't ever think, well, I'm too old. I wanted to do when I was 30. Now I'm 60. Well, who got, Moses wanted to do a lot when he was 40. And he didn't get going until he was 80. Abraham wanted to a lot when he was in his 30s, didn't get started until he was in his 70s, and then he didn't, you know, it doesn't matter. God is not limited. You will, you will, in the name of Jesus, have an encounter and reconcile yourself to God. And all that he says will stand no matter what you have what has happened to you, it does not matter. I promise you, you are where you are. You to embrace it and rejoice in it and tell God, He's greater than it. and He's worthy of your worship. And the song's going to return. We're going to have the new sound, the old sound's going to unlock the new sound, because it's God's time. And this is the place God releases sound. And this is a nation that has a, a heritage to release sound. Sound of release, nations, freedom, victory, triumph from ordinary people and especially people pushed down and pushed back. We took our team to the, to the Winston Churchill, uh, to the underground, to the war rooms and went to his museum and you listen to this man's story and you realize you were the voice of victory, not just for England, but for Europe, not just for Europe, but for America, not just for America, but for, for China, for Asia, you just, pr- you preached. This is the land that calls people out into their future. And you and I are here chosen. And you, don't think it's somebody else. It's you. Don't think it's somebody else. Oh, I passed my, no, 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 no. God will not say, <laughs> I'm just telling you this. He cannot not do what he said he would do. And it's getting so strong, it's going to be harder not to do what he said than it would be for the devil to stop what he said. So we received the offering. Let's, let's bring it up. And then we're going to... Oh. How many are willing to have the limited worldview broken into pieces... And get God's eternal heavenly view reinstated in your operating system. Right? Right? Yes. Yes. Julie, would you come and pray over this? Because you have that call to the, to the music and to the sound. And then we're going to, when we, when we blow this next time, listen. There was a seventh day. They blew the trumpets. And what did they do? They shouted. And they raised their voice and they clapped their hands and the walls came. <laughs> when we wake up in the morning while on the way to bed, your whole, our whole minds are going to open up. You're going to be hearing what you haven't heard. You're going to be thinking what you couldn't think. You're going to be seeing depression's going to break off. All, some of us have been pining away in grief, loss over this, loss over that, sorrow over this. It's just going to blow away and you're going to see heaven open. Whoa. That's why we're here today. God collected a chosen company who would be able, he could take. Not the company that would look like, oh, we're all victorious. We're the ones that are like stuck in this little prison, stuck in that little cell, stuck in this little place. And he's saying, well, where, that's where I put you till I needed you. Now I need you. I'm calling you up. Oh. Go ahead, pray, and then we'll blow.
0: Father, we praise you. Father, we thank you in the earth tonight. We thank you and we praise you. You said to call the blessings of heaven upon us, upon our nation, among the nations. And we awaken in the hearts of men and women, prodigals, all kinds of people who've got into perversions and darkness. We thank you and we praise you for the blessing of heaven we bless this offering in the name of Jesus. We offer up to you our obediences, our giving, our sacrifices. We offer this up to you, and we thank you for the blessings of obedience in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We receive it for the whole nation.
2: Amen.
1: So, let's stand together. <clears throat> Peter Michael the Fifth. That's lots of generations. And you're, we're all got multiple generations. He's going to play seven times, you know,
4: just.
1: On the seventh time, we're going to raise a shout. We're going to clap our hands and we're going to let God dismantle the thing that's standing in the future. That's keeping us from where we're going. That's stopping the sound and stopping the freedom. Okay. And then Rod will come up and close the service. your voices.
0: For listening to this message, for more information, you can call us on 0300 777 2223, or visit theprayerfoundation.org.